ain't no glory for the faint of heart We all stars, win or lose, we don't play the part And when the going getting tough, I get to going hard You bring your best and you know I'ma tear them apart We ready to survive, survive, I ain't got no time for Anyone who ain't put in the work that I do You ain't heard about it, think I'm gon' remind you I been out here doing what I say, it's what defines you This is our time, hands to the sky You already know, I ain't gotta tell them why Hands to the sky, this is our time You already know, I ain't gotta tell them why This is our house Alright, what is up, faithful rundown listeners and now viewers? Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, uh, Ben Peterson. My other co-host, Justin Tavner, is not going to be on this episode specifically. Um, obviously, this episode is also not on the normal day that you're used to, and uh, let me tell you why. I'm dumb. <laughs> not really, but so we decided to add a video podcast element to our show. Um, which you can find, I'll tell you about that in a minute. But anyway, I used a, uh, we were on a Discord video call and I used a streaming uh, studio platform called OBS, which if you've done any kind of video game streaming, anything like that, you know what OBS is. Um, but essentially I had um, set up the thing so that you could see us side by side and didn't realize that it didn't reset the audio mixer back to default. So where I uh, had my um, audio coming through my microphone here, um, Justin's audio was set to come through my desktop on my computer, which um, was set, the volume was set to 20% because whenever I was recording video game content, I didn't want the video game music to be louder than my voice. So unfortunately, the audio for last this week's episode, the week 14 recap episode, um, was not usable. It like you could hear me fine, but anytime I tried to raise Justin's volume, it because it got compressed into one audio file, um, you only heard my background noise and stuff whenever he would try to talk. Like you could hear him, but it's very faint. So it just wasn't usable. It wouldn't have been a good podcast. So uh, Justin actually went to Denver. Uh, this weekend to spend some time with his fiance Caitlin and so we didn't really have time to re-record and the more I thought about it the more I was like you know what week 14 had too much stuff going on and so I still wanted to put this out as kind of a bonus episode it's going to be a little shorter um, it's obviously just going to be me but uh, yeah let's get right into it um, before I hit up the breaking news um, I just want to announce again we've got a video podcast now you can find us on YouTube, uh, you can find us on TikTok, and of course all of your podcast um, services, but our social media handle everywhere is going to be the Rundown Sports Pod, so that is at the Rundown Sports Pod. Um, if you search that on YouTube, TikTok, um, or um, any of your uh, social media like Instagram, stuff like that, you will find us there. I believe that is all of the introduction stuff out of the way. Um, anyone watching this video, I'm recording this on Sunday, December 17th. Um, so this is the week 14 recap, but you'll notice I'm wearing a Titan shirt and a Titans hat. Today was not a good day to be a Titans fan, but we will get into that more during the week 15 podcast. Let's move right into the breaking news. Um, our first story is that Adam Silver and the NBA have suspended Draymond Green indefinitely, which... Listen, I'm a Golden State fan. Uh, I have been since Baron Davis was there. Um, 
you know, I don't follow the NBA as much as the NFL, college basketball, college football, but if I had to claim a team, it's Golden State. Um, this has been a long time coming. Um, they announced that there are several criteria that Draymond must meet in order to be reinstated. He has to meet with a counselor, take some anger management classes, and there's other unmentioned criteria that he has to meet in order to return to the court. Look, this is the fourth time in the last 15 months that Draymond has been suspended. Suspended, not ejected. Suspended for his conduct. Um, so, you know, we've... <laughs> in the last almost two years, uh, the Draymond Green experience, I mean, he, he's more notable for these four highlights than he is his play. So, of course, we have the pool punch when he punched Jordan Poole in the face at practice. We've got the Sabonis stomp when he danced the Irish jig onto Sabonis' rib cage in the playoffs. We've, of course, got the Gobert grapple where he put Ruby Gobert into a headlock. And then we've got the Nurkic nailing where he uh, did a weird roundhouse punch karate chop to Nurkic as he was selling a call, uh, as Draymond said. So he apologized to the press and he apologized to Nurkic, um, but I've got to ask, you know, is, is Draymond's time as a Golden State Warrior coming to an end? Justin's not here to answer that. Originally, this was in my notes as a question to him, so I will give my thoughts on this. I think so. I think that Draymond is at the point where his play no longer overshadows the dumb stuff that he does, and I mean, even as a longtime Warriors fan, I can't deny that what he's doing is inexcusable. It's like you can't, it's not basketball. It's, it's, to me, it's a player that has clearly lost who they are. They've lost some of their ability. And so they're trying to make up for that by playing dirty, kind of being the enforcer role. But the stuff that they're doing no longer offsets the bad. So I don't see a realm in which Golden State re-signs him. And honestly, I think if you're trying to maximize the rest of Steph Curry's career, I think you move off of him. Our next story is that Bill Belichick, rumor is that he was informed by the Patriots that they will part ways at the end of the season. He obviously would not confirm or deny that. Um, but all signs seem to be pointing that way. And honestly, if you're the Patriots, I think it's time. I mean, Belichick has struggled since Tom Brady left. He is 28-35. and 35 since Brady's final game in 2019 and has made it to the playoffs once where the they got the brakes beat off of them by the Buffalo Bills. They got blown out by like 30. Um, Belichick's draft decision. So, so for those of you who don't know, Bill Belichick makes all the draft decisions and he um, you know, makes all the personnel decisions. He coaches the team. His draft decisions have just been downright awful. I mean, here are some of the early round guys that they've busted on in the last few years. Uh, Tyquan Thornton, wide receiver. Uh, wide receiver Nikhil Harry. Running back Sony Michelle, uh, offensive line Isaiah Wynn, they've all been busts. I mean, Sony Michelle had a decent career, but I mean, that's not, you don't take him early like they did in 2018 in the first round for that. I think it was the first round, it might have been second, but anyway. They overpaid wide receiver Nelson Aguilar and wide receiver Devontae Parker, who both were not great. Um, they let Jacoby Myers walk to the Raiders. Um, Bill Belichick has just absolutely stunted the development and growth of Mac Jones. I mean, Mac Jones looked really good as a rookie. They went 10-7, and seven, made the playoffs. He made the Pro Bowl. He grittied in the touch football game. Um, then they hired a defensive coordinator to play offensive coordinator. And it just, from there, it's, I mean, I don't know. 
I just don't know, man. I just Mac Jones is benched. He's a shell of himself. I don't, I don't, I didn't like the Mike Mac Jones draft anyway. I didn't think he was that good of a quarterback, but he proved that he had potential, and they just walked that back. I think that if if I'm saying it's a rumor, I've seen that it was confirmed that they he was told, but I'm I'm not a hundred percent positive on that. But I think this would be a good move for the Patriots. Is I think a fresh start. They have new personnel, new people making draft decisions. I think that helps them a ton. It's just, you know, the chapter's closed, right? I mean, Tom Brady's not walking back through that door. Belichick's not getting any younger. He's clearly set in his ways. I think it's time to move on. And if I'm Belichick, honestly, I think it's time to hang him up. I mean, he doesn't seem to want to adapt to, um, he doesn't seem to want to pivot to an offensive style of game. And his, his draft decisions, they reflect a man who no longer has it. I mean, he clearly he doesn't have the talent scouting and stuff that he used to, and I, I, just, I think it's time. Now, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. This is our third story. Um, they were fined a combined $150,000 for their comments about the refs and the loss to the Bills. Andy Reid was fined 100000 and Mahomes was fined 50000 Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid made some... Sore loser comments after losing to the Bills. That's probably the nicest way I can put that. I mean, let's just let's look at it for what it is. Kadarius Tony was offsides. Every angle shows that. There's no question it was a penalty. Patrick Mahomes lost, and he met Josh Allen at midfield to shake his hand. And instead of congratulating him, he whined about the offensive offside call and then doubled down on it in his press conference after the game. Meanwhile, Andy Reid, uh, he just stated that the refs missed the mark. Um, and he also complained about the call in his press conference. To me, I mean, that's just screams, sore loser. I mean, they're obviously spoiled. They get every call, every questionable call that, go, that goes their way. Um, they never once mention it when it benefits them. But the second, a correct, mind you, uh, offensive offsides call goes against them, suddenly the refs are bad and it's all about them. Um, I would find more, honestly. I mean, I, I've got a little bit of bias. I don't like their attitude. I, le- I think Patrick Mahomes is a phenomenal player, but I don't like their attitude. Um, the, the conversation, like, I shouldn't even be talking about this right now. The conversation should be that the Bills won a great game against the Chiefs. They won a great game. They, they, the Bills are back alive in the playoff hunt. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything from week 15, but their game today, they are very much alive in the playoff hunt. Um, and instead the conversations about Mahomes and Andy Reid. I mean, you openly criticize the officials after, you had time to watch the replay. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, like, I understand he was emotional after the game. You you don't want to make those comments to your competitor, but, like, I at least understand a little bit. I don't condone it. Don't get me wrong. I don't condone it, but I understand. But then in the press conference, when they both had time to, like, shower, get cleaned up, they could see the replay on social media, and to double down on that, that it, even though it was the correct call, that just shows that they're spoiled, whiny brats, and they're trying to distract people from this fundamental truth the Chiefs just aren't that good this year man they're not they're winning games sure but mostly because the other good teams can't don't want to win them for whatever reason but at no point am I scared of what the Chiefs are going to do at the end of a game unlike previous years they have prior to week 15 they had 33 drops which is the most in the NFL and Patrick Mahomes is not playing up to his usual standard now some of that does fall on his receivers for dropping everything but I think we are starting to see this team get exposed as not being as good as they have been in years past. So that was all of the breaking news section. Um, before I get into this next section, uh, I want to preface with these are Justin's 
tiers from the Tuesday after week 14. So these are prior to anything that has happened week 15, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday games. We are going to be back with our regularly scheduled weekly podcast with our video content as well. Um, But again, I just wanted to get that out there that these are specifically pre-week 15 because these rankings are going to change after the way things shook out in week 15 that we just saw. But I obviously can't, (laughs) can't spoil anything right now. So without further ado, I'm going to put them side by side with me and then I'll read them off. So, here we go. Week 14 tiers from Justin Tavner himself. Coming in at 32, we had the Panthers, 31 Commanders, 30th the Patriots, 29th the Cardinals, 28th the Giants, 27th the Raiders, 26th the Chargers, 25th the Jets, 24th the Falcons, 23rd the Bears, 22 the Titans, woo, and 21 the Seahawks. So that's all of the 21 to 32, um, the worst teams in the league, as you might say. Um, You know, some notable teams in that grouping, honestly. The Titans moved up to 22 after beating the Dolphins. um, And that's kind of really all to mention out of that group. Um, Seahawks continue to tumble, unfortunately. The Patriots, Commanders, and Panthers are all really bad. Moving on into the top 20, we had at 20th, the Saints. At 19th, the Packers, Uh, 18th, the Steelers, 17th, the Rams, 16th, the Buccaneers, 15th, the Vikings, 14th, the Colts, 13, the Texans, 12, the Jaguars, and 11, the Cleveland Browns. So in that like 11 to 20 group, uh, the Packers are at 19 after some good wins. Um, You know, the Jags, Texans, and Colts all dropped a little bit. The Packers did drop a little bit as well. I forgot they lost. Um, And then, yeah, everything else in that group is really just kind of mid. So coming in at number 10 was the Denver Broncos. Um, You know, they were still winning games. Um, They, uh, I can't remember what Justin's logic was for keeping them at 10, because I think, didn't they lose to the Texans? I don't remember. Like I said, too much time has passed. I really hate that I ruined this audio from this week because Justin had some really good logic here. But at ninth, he had the Bengals. Eighth was the Chiefs. Seven was the Bills. Six was the Dolphins. Five, the Lions. Four, the Eagles. Three was the Cowboys. Two was the Ravens. And one was the 49ers. So... Kind of two to highlight there is three and four. We've got the Cowboys and then the Eagles. Uh, That's obviously after the Cowboys thrashed the Eagles. The Eagles did not look good in that game. Um, The Cowboys beat them. That's the reason why they jumped them. Um, The Bills, uh, they were the biggest riser after beating the Chiefs. Um, And, I mean, Justin had them all the way at seven. Uh, I... I just feel like... Which, obviously, it's power rankings, right? So the standings don't... They aren't quite the standings. They should, you know, the standings play into a factor more as we get further in the season, but they're not quite the standings. So the Bills at seven is because they beat a really good team and they, like, they just looked really good. It also helped them a lot that several of the teams below them lost. Um, That helped them really move up. Uh, Cincinnati at nine. I mean, they just keep finding ways to win with Jake Browning. It's kind of crazy. Um, 
And then, yeah, so the biggest riser from Justin's tears was the Buffalo Bills. And then the biggest faller were the Jaguars, Texans, Colts, and Packers. It was a four-way tie. So that was his tears. Um, like I said, I saw, I'm sorry that I don't have his notes for these, so I can't give you kind of better reasoning. Um, these are just what I pulled from my notes, but it, uh, you know, it is what it is. So yeah, week 14 tiers. I'm really excited for Tuesday because a lot of stuff got mixed up this week. Uh, not, no spoilers, but a lot of stuff has been mixed up. And so it'll be exciting to see, um, kind of who moves where. So, um, moving on to our hot takes section. Um, and I apologize if there is any background noise. My wife is currently playing with our dogs and I think she might be on the phone. So, uh, our walls and doors are not soundproof <laughs> onto the hot takes. Um, so I'm going to save. So Justin had three. I had two this week. Uh, Justin's third one is probably the spiciest take that has ever been uttered on this podcast. And rather than give his reasoning for it, I'm going to just say it as a sentence and then do the outro and then I'm going to let him speak on it when we get back. So, hot takes. My two this week, or for week 14, were, number one, the Cowboys are different this year. Look, I don't know if I'm ready to say it's their year yet, um, but they thoroughly dismantled the Eagles. Um, a misplay by Dak briefly got the Eagles back into the game, but this one was never in doubt. Uh, the Cowboys struck fast and put the game out of reach early. If they can win games like this against the top teams in the league, this potentially could be the year they make a deep run in the playoffs. Now, before I go on to my second, I do want to preface again. This was all written and recorded, or not written, but like our takes and everything were written prior to week 15. I say that because my number one hot take there, eh. <laughs> well, if you watch the game today, <laughs> you'll understand why I'm laughing. But uh, yeah, I wanted to keep us accountable, and this was our hot takes for week 14. This is what would have published had this gone out and the audio not been messed up. So I'm going to own up to it. Cowboys were my first hot take. My second was at the in-season tournament. Championship is a huge resume booster for LeBron. Um, so this is, I mean, this is a huge bolster to his argument as the greatest basketball player in the history of the game. He's the best person to ever grace the sport, and the best player to ever touch a ball. He has the most points scored ever. He will finish in the top two in assists. He will have gone to more finals than Michael Jordan, including eight straight with far worse teams than Jordan had outside of Miami and those first two years of his second stint in Cleveland. He led the Lakers to the first ever in-season tournament tro championship, which, like it or not, Jordan fans, is still a trophy. It's still a financial incentive. It is a status of victory that only one team per year will get to earn. And LeBron was the first. I mean, look, LeBron had already convinced me that he was the greatest player to ever touch a basketball, and now he has another belt or another notch in his belt to further bolster his argument. So my second hot take, the in-season in tournament championship is a huge resume booster for LeBron James's GOAT case. Now on to Justin's hot takes from week 14. His first one, the Denver Broncos will make the playoffs in the AFC this year. They are 6-1 over their last seven, again, prior to week 15, with an insanely favorable schedule coming up. They have the Lions, the Patriots, the Chargers, and the Raiders. It's really hard to believe that they don't get to 10 wins. Maybe they win all of them with the way Detroit has been playing, um, but at least 10 wins should be possible. It's insane. I mean, it truly is insane that this is the same team that lost 70-20 to to Miami. 
his second hot take was that the Cleveland Browns will win a playoff game. Now look, it doesn't make any sense to him, it doesn't make any sense to me, but Joe Flacco looked incredible even at age 38. He's the fourth Browns quarterback to win a game. And honestly, given the small sample size, he's been their best quarterback this year. I mean, it doesn't matter what is thrown at this team. They find ways to respond and win games. So his two hot takes are the Denver Broncos will make the playoffs in the AFC and that the Cleveland Browns will win a playoff game. Now, before I reveal the spiciest take ever, don't forget, again, new video podcast. Uh, we're excited for this. Um, again, I hate that week 14 couldn't be the week that we debuted it, but bonus content, bonus episode, kind of a shorter one to really get you guys um into it kind of see put a face to the name for me anyway and then make sure you tune in on wednesday when our uh regular scheduled or regularly scheduled programming comes out for week 15 um be sure to subscribe to the podcast like the podcast on your favorite uh podcast services so apple google um you know whatever podcasting service you use i can't think of any other ones right now um be sure to Follow us on social media. We are on TikTok, we are on Instagram, and we are on YouTube. And our handle on all of those is at the Rundown Sports Pod. So that is at the Rundown Sports Pod. And uh, yeah, so I am gonna thank you all for listening to me this week. Um, can't wait to have Justin on here. And uh, here it is. Are you ready? Last sentence of the video. Justin Tavner's third hot take of Week 14 is that Patrick Mahomes is a system quarterback.